0: Greetings, humans of all shades and colors and sizes. Uh, this is the Black Gold Creative Podcast. My name is Dre Murray. I am a husband, father, um, an MC, an artist, creative, etc., etc. Uh, pastor um, and a coffee connoisseur. Uh, and I am joined by my co-host. The honorable The uh, Loyal The brave I'm doing all these, you know, the the big time ones today You said
1: substantial Uh, last time
2: (laughs) Yes,
0: the substantial (laughs) Billy Wigington We gotta get the crowd going We do, we do
1: What's up, what's up (laughs) Uh, Also, you know, I was thinking like we should uh just like we when we talk about family coffee hip hop, we go go back to the teaser episode. We should just yeah. maybe like at episode ten be like, you know what, we're not gonna introduce ourselves anymore <laughs> Go back <laughs> and over. listen to the other ones. Oh, yeah, It's man. over. So I too am a husband, a father, pastor, musician, taco and coffee enthusiast. Mm.
0: Yes. Tacos always forget, man. My wife mm. is doing some taco soup tonight nice. with some uh vegan uh replacement instead of you know the beef so mm-hmm. so your boy can eat some it was good last time uh kidney That's beans cool. black beans pinto beans ah nice yeah so
1: good yeah
0: yeah man so on this podcast black Go creative podcast uh we discuss family coffee and hip-hop As Billy just mentioned, uh, there is a teaser episode where we kind of go in depth as far as what those three things mean uh, to us, um, you know, beyond the surface level. But that is what we what we talk about here. We are um, co-owners of Black Gold Creative, which is a media company that is geared towards creating content around those those three things, family, coffee and hip hop. So. Um. Yeah, this is episode number eight. Is that right?
1: Mm, something like that. Something seven, like that. Seven or seven,
0: eight. Seven eight. Seven or eight. Um. But yeah, we're gonna get into it. Um. Let's kick it off, man, with uh family. Family. We love family. A lot of family stuff going on. That's right uh, what's <laughs> what's up what's up with you and your family, man?
1: Yeah, man. No, nah, this last week was good for family, uh, but it was kind of crazy. I think I had my first real taste of what it's like to have a an 11 year old, a middle schooler and driving mm-hmm. her all around with friends and doing all that kind of stuff. But you know it was Halloween yeah. Halloween this week this past week, which was fun. Yeah. I think it was just this past week Man I don't know what day it is bro Yeah I think
0: I think it was last It was Wednesday Wednesday. Last Wednesday
1: And uh, Monday night She uh, wanted to go to a concert So we went And uh, there were other people my age for sure But definitely I felt a little bit old And out of the loop Mm. a little Uh, Mm. And it wasn't even a teeny bopper concert You know it was Lecrae, Andy Mineo That whole tour But it was was fun though We had a good time together And then uh, Wednesday was Halloween, so we did the family thing, did the block party thing, like we mentioned in, a, in another episode. Actually, it was our, yeah. our first real episode, so they can go listen to that. But uh, we did, we had yeah. a block party man, had our neighbors come out, found out some other people from our church live in our neighborhood, I didn't know that, but they stopped by yeah. and so we got to meet some folks, we gave out a lot of candy, we had some hot cider and other food out and just kinda hung out a little bit. And then when all the younger kids went to bed, I took my oldest to, uh, there's a street called Perry street and they, uh, block it off like a whole it block of scary. It. it is scary Perry <laughs> and they block <laughs> it off, man. And, uh, it's crazy, man. It's like a Steven Spielberg movie. It's like an eighties Halloween movie, like stranger things. Really? Like, yeah. So the whole streets blocked off every house, you know, pretty much participates uh it's kind of crazy man i've never seen anything like it i think somewhere it was posted on one of those like a little sign that they give out like three thousand pieces of candy per house wow per per house house. yes and so everybody's over there then that's it's it's crazy man my (laughs) ig stories people kept hitting me up like where are you what is your neighborhood doing (laughs) but you know it's a little bit like for the older kids so we went to that and then uh Thursday night, you know, I had rehearsal with the with the worship team, and then Friday man was uh like a middle school like youth event, and so I took her and her friends yeah. and by the time I drove all the way out there, dropped them off, I didn't have enough time to come back home in between, so I just hung out for a bit somewhere else and then went and picked her up and by the time I got all her friends home, it was like ten o'clock at night, so uh it was crazy, wow. man, It just felt like we were going all week, and then uh Also, a younger couple in our church got married this week, so I got to, you know, have some responsibilities at that wedding, do some of the music and and stuff like that. So it was good, man, but it was kind of a crazy week, a really good week. Uh, Got a little bit of candy post-Halloween hangover, you know, and uh, a lot of time running around. So, yeah, man.
0: That's dope, man. That's dope, dude. Like, I I wish uh, I could, like, experience that that street, man. That sounds amazing um the older i get and i heard another um parent or it might have been a podcast i was listening to just someone that had grew up which this wasn't my case i grew up you know going out and dressing up for halloween and all that but he his parents was real strict on the halloween thing and he was just saying how as he gotten has gotten older he's like a kid all over again and he wants his kids to experience some of that stuff but now what I'm finding with me getting older, like a lot of the uh, my early journey as a believer, I think we talked about this too. It might have been off podcast where I was just like, you know, wrestling with how to deal with Halloween. And right. the older I'm getting, though, man, I'm like wanting to be involved because I feel like like the community aspect, like you're talking about, like it, it, it leads to something deeper than just if you were to just shut down and say no we're not doing this at all you right. know what I'm saying like right right
1: um yeah it's so one of those like, things so something like the go no, ahead keep, keep going no no go ahead go ahead Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's like one of those things we talked about at the beginning of the podcast like one of the first episodes where we said really it's just like I think a lot of Christians and maybe just a lot of people maybe some of this is social media and everything too but it's like we've forgotten how to be just be human beings sometimes like yes. you know what i mean like just how to be a person you know what i mean our goats a goat oh you <laughs> why you, you just see you see my bro? halloween uh my halloween costume
0: <laughs> yo you, we gotta post that like that's gonna be the cover of <laughs> this episode is you i was gonna so
1: on. i was gonna buy a lebron jersey and wear that that goat head <laughs> they can see your face right now. No, no I said LeBron, not Jordan. I said... <laughs> no, comment. no comment. No, anyway, I was going to do that. And then uh, I decided to just at the last minute, just throw on the goat head with what I was wearing. And uh, I, I think some of the people who like just don't know us were like, what is he supposed to be dressed like? You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, what? <laughs> I'm dressed like I normally dress, but with a goat head. And so uh, my daughter said, well, maybe I was dressed as a, as a rapper who's a goat, like the greatest rapper of all time. But I don't know who that would be, so who knows? I don't know what that was about. It was, hey. it was left over from my Animals music video, so I just put the thing on, and well, that was the end of it. So, <laughs> Yeah, one of
0: my daughter's friends came in, and she had like a um, colorful wig, um, like rainbow-colored wig. Uh-huh. Not quite rainbow, more more so like troll colors, than oh rainbow. yeah, and uh, she didn't want to wear it because it was like, I guess too itchy or or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't even think she really put it on, to be honest, but I came in later, as they had just left the house. they were about three houses down, so I had to catch up, <laughs> and my father-in-law pointed to the wig. And he made a joke about it, but I just grabbed it and just threw it on and just wore it the whole night. So it's a 6'4 black dude walking around the neighborhood with a rainbow wig wig on. And then I got this thought where I was like, dog, I hope that some of these kids don't think that I'm trying to be 6'9".
1: Oh, Uh, gosh. (laughs) I was like, should I
0: take this off? But it wasn't rainbow. It was more Care Bear uh, troll color, you know, more of the pink and it was it was kind of weird. My daughter was trying to snatch it off of me the whole night. My eleven year old. Speaking of eleven year olds, do you have a picture of it? Embarrassed. I think my father in law took a picture. <laughs> I, I, weird. I'm not gonna send it to you before okay. this episode, but after this, after we post this episode, I'll send it to you. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, even with that, like I I haven't really dressed up in forever. Like since probably since I was a kid, maybe or somebody just forced me into doing something and I threw on a basketball jersey just because I didn't want to you know be rude but uh this was the first time where I was just like man I want to have some fun with it and probably you know next year if we do the 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 same which um we typically go out in our neighborhood um I'll probably go like all out you know this year so or next year so
1: so when you uh dress up in a basketball jersey which what jersey is it
0: the last time I dressed up in a basketball jersey, it was the Jordan um, All Star game. Okay. Jersey. Yep. 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 Yeah, his last All Star game. Yeah. Don't try me, bro. Don't try. me. Uh, well, listen, I do have a LeBron James jersey, though. Well, you All-Star. need
1: to get a, a either a Serge Ibaka or a, or a John Wall jersey, and then tell people to squint. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hilarious! Actually, you and I Hilarious. talked about
1: this one time. You don't really look like either one of those guys, but uh, but uh, the John Wall, he had uh, one of those Bitmoji Bitstrips, whatever little yeah. guys. And when you yeah. sent me one, and then his was on social media, it looked like it was the same. It was the same. Oh bitmoji. word! Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What? That's crazy!"
0: <laughs> yeah, I should I should definitely. I mean, I don't know. I I did that at Disney World. One the first time we went to Disney World, I wasn't trying to do it, but you know, I was playing ball in college at the time and i had on a jordan jersey and i don't know why people do that they think that like nba players or players just walk around in their own jerseys (laughs) or basketball jerseys (laughs) or like with game paraphernalia on like yeah like as soon as you see one of the
1: houston astros at walmart in this full gear you know what i'm saying yeah it's weird
0: bro like when the thunder first came i used to wear the hat and and when we would travel like for a show or whatever and then we'd be in some random town somebody would just be staring and they would ask me because of my beard was i james harden and i'm like bro like you can't tell the difference between me and james harden like really like what is going on man Um, i think
1: people just i think people freak out so the other day at that lecrae show i was talking to uh to david james and somebody walked by and asked if he was aha gazelle (laughs) i'm like these dudes don't look nothing alike and then like I can't, you
0: should keep that to yourself ask exactly. somebody else
1: i've literally had kids though take a picture with me at a show swearing i was andy minio this is a few years are ago. you serious and i was like i'm telling you i'm not like i clearly don't look like him i'm not i don't and they were like and they, and they were like, like no I'm stop am picture lying. and they literally took a picture with these kids stop <laughs> pretending andy you know you're andy minio like no
0: you hollywood you hollywood <laughs> But well, speaking of
1: NBA, man, the season started and yeah, we haven't even bro. acknowledged it on here.
0: Yeah, man. I uh I've been wrapped up in my daughter's team like I coach my 11-year-olds team. We we played three games this past week. Um Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. We took a break Wednesday for Halloween, but it was kind of like a round robin deal. And so I've been wrapped up in that and getting them ready for that that I haven't really seen a full NBA game yet, but
1: how long's her season like how long do they do that?
0: well, the the season hasn't even started yet. This is like preseason oh, cool. you know, getting them prepared the season starts the second week of December. We have a tournament the first week of december preseason, and then um season lasts from December to like February hmm. uh because of break and all that kind of stuff it, It's kind of extended, so um, but yeah, so I've been wrapped up in that, and then my my youngest daughter, I'm coaching her team as well she's in. First grade. So I'll be dealing with a lot of six year olds starting next week um <laughs> as well. So I haven't been wrapped up in it, but I, I kinda glanced um last week at some of the stuff and, and just being over a few people's houses and they had the game on so I saw some of the you know, the craziness that's been going on with some of these super teams and um Yeah. The Thunder like struggling and having a hard time, gelling uh which i knew that that would happen um i just don't know what's up is with that them pre- at that's, all.
1: that's pretty much your team now yeah the thunder
0: yeah it is bro but this is where i am right now with the nba man like i'm i'm very disappointed at um just the way things have transpired business-wise in the nba and just how it's become this almost like aau um, it feels almost like AAU or when you are um, playing pickup, you know, in school and, and you're trying to stack your team mm-hmm. to the best of your ability, which is all fine and well, like, to do that. But when you're dealing with millions of dollars, it becomes something else. Right. Um, and, you know, it's just unfortunate, man, because some of these guys, you know, I growing if I was a young kid, like, I think I would be. I would be crushed uh, to <laughs> to be rooting for somebody and then they switch teams. You you really don't know who to. You could never have a team if you were a fan of players. Right. Like, you could still be a fan of the player, right? But that I don't know. To each his own. Like, but that just doesn't seem any fun to me to be a fan of just that one particular player. Like, true, I was a fan of Michael Jordan, but the Bulls, like, yeah, even when Jordan wasn't there like those years the couple of years when he wasn't there I was still a Bulls fan like mm-hmm. I was I had the Pippins you know what I'm saying like right, I, right, I was right. ready to go uh so yeah it's just it's just unfortunate man to see and I know they got to do what they got to do and you know it's a lot of control that that goes on there's a lot of politics to that get played as far as what you you know where they feel like they are you know I'm making all these millions for you and you, you can't you know, tell me where to go and this and that, which that's right. understandable, but it just, I don't, growing up watching the game, I never would have thought, like, you know, I would have never seen Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird on the same team. Like, right, it did. right, right, right. <laughs> you know happen. what I'm saying? Or, or Jordan and Barkley. And, yeah. like, of course, Barkley and even, like, Malone and Payton and all those guys, towards the end of their careers, when they were they didn't have a ring and they were chasing a ring they mm-hmm. were trying to get a ring they would go like Barkley came to Houston Malone mm-hmm. and Payton went to the Lakers you know that's that's different right there's like Jordan with the Wizards even right. though he wasn't getting a ring with them but that's just like the end of the career um yeah I'll never forget but, when
1: there's like a meme out there where you there's like a picture of all these dudes who were like Team, you know, loyal players that in their last season or two, they're all in these crazy jerseys. Like I forgot, yeah, I came was on the Raptors. Right? You know, like what in the world? Yeah, bro, <laughs> it's so mm-hmm. weird, man. Yep.
0: <laughs> but even with his situation, I don't think that was necessary because he had two rings. Yeah, I think that was a ring. Yeah, yeah, that was more so like I think that was more of a management decision because he's still at every Rockets game. Yeah, oh yeah, he's just, a Rocket. Yeah, yeah, it was just time for him to. You know, we gotta clear some space, uh, like a Tony situation. Parker on the
1: Hornets, like that. Like, what is that? That's about? weird, bro. Yeah, I
0: saw that the other day. That doesn't even. Yeah, that hurts. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a he's a spur. Like, yeah, man, That hurts. I tell you um, what doesn't
1: hurt though. I have been a on again off it. again Raptors fan. Stop it! No, oh, listen, you about Raptors not nah, like on again off again just because I like their chemistry. You know, it's a team that's not technically in the U.S. It's just got a unique quality and vibe to it. I've always liked right. their branding and everything. I just thought it was pretty cool. But Kawhi Leonard on the Raptors is dope. I dig is it. Is he balling? I haven't even he seen it. He is balling. I mean, they're the top really? seed in the East. They've won eight games. Like, they're yeah. balling. Yeah.
0: I don't start really paying attention to, like, December. <laughs> December. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's when I really I started getting into it. Because at the beginning, they're trying to figure it out, you know, like the thunder went what zero and four to start or zero and three or something like that. It's like they're trying to figure it out. Um, so yeah, but you thought I was gonna say Lakers, man. huh? I thought you were gonna say you know because we talked about it a little bit a couple of days ago. They've been fun to
1: watch though. They have been fun to watch.
0: I did catch a little bit of that. Um, where they playing the Timberwolves the other night? I caught yeah. a little bit of that that game. Um, yeah, they. I mean, they got some young. Some young athletes, man, that could really uh, get up and down the floor. That's that's another thing. The game has just completely changed, bro. There is no, you know, grind it out, post up, throw it in. We get it easy, too. Mm-hmm. It's like either you're running or you're not. <laughs> like, you know, are you coming or what? Because we running. If you can't keep up, I'm sorry. Um, oh, man. So the whole I'm game has just changed.
1: Disappointed, man, in the Rockets, man. Last year, their chemistry was so good, and I really still think that if Chris Paul hadn't gone out in those semifinals, they may have beat Golden State. I really believe that. Oh, for that. sure. And then uh, sure. you got this year where no Bob Mute, no Ariza. Ryan Anderson wasn't much help last year, but still chemistry-wise, those guys are gone. Bro, y'all got mellow though. We do Y'all you got mellow. You had mellow last year. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm just I'm just Mello. literally I'm praying away this Jimmy Butler idea. Like I know he's an amazing player, but we don't need to add Jimmy Butler to this It's mess. gonna happen,
0: bro. It's gonna happen. And that's that's I the know. the <laughs> despicableness. <laughs> Of what I'm talking about. It's going to
1: make it hard to be a Rockets fan if they do that. It really will be. I can't
0: believe that you're a Rockets fan, bro. Like, that shocks me.
1: Why is that? I don't know, man.
0: Like, being from Houston and being, like, heartbroken many, many times— um,
1: that's every Houston team, though, man. They, that's they what, I'm always, that, yeah, and that's like what I'm saying, that's yeah. what I'm
0: saying. I'm saying that's a Houston thing. The oil yeah. from the Oilers to yeah. like I still have nightmares about the Buffalo Bills game that we <laughs> threw when I just thought it was a wrap. When they, yeah. I mean, Jim Kelly was hurt. They had a second string or in what was his name? Uh, was it? Uh, I don't even remember. His Reich. Name. Um But yeah, we up what 35 to zero or something like
1: that at halftime and it's like how in the world like
0: 35 to 7 they come back it was our super bowl year bro like yep. so yeah man
1: no well listen the houston rockets thing so it's weird because uh when i was real young i lived in la until i was like nine and so i was a lakers fan during the late 80s early 90s and my dad grew up in san antonio so he was a spurs fan and so yeah. I like the Spurs fine, but, you know, being living in L.A., who was on TV was the Lakers pretty much. That's what I saw. I thought they were great. Yeah. You know, Magic Johnson, the whole thing. Uh, and uh, but then I moved to Portland and mm. uh, a friend of the family, I think, had I don't know if they had season tickets or what, but I went to a few Portland games and was like man Clyde Drexler what years Jerome, uh this would have been like 92 93 so this is
0: the championship yeah,
1: yeah. this was yeah. this was uh Clyde Drexler Jerome Kersey, Kevin Duckworth yeah. Rod Strickland mm-hmm. like you know and so they were they were they were Sabonis yeah yeah Sabonis yeah mm-hmm. they were great and right around the time I moved to Houston my dad was since he was living around that area he was a Rockets fan and, uh, and then they traded Clyde Drexler to the Rockets. So for me, it just kind of yep. worked out. I was like, yeah, you know. Well, then 94, uh, 95, the Rockets won back to back. We went to games in the Summit, you know, the old arena. Went to a finals yep. game with my dad in the Summit. Like, it was dope, you know. So I was like Rockets fan. So I've always been, you know, since then, on again, off again, Rockets, or just, you know, watching the league, not keeping up with anybody. But since yeah. they got Harden, They've been fun to watch, and I've been to some games and all that. But these last couple years, I wasn't sure about adding Chris Paul. I wasn't sure about this season. So now I'm just kind of like confused. I just hope the Jimmy Butler thing doesn't happen. I really, it's don't. gonna happen, bro. It's <laughs> gonna happen, unfortunately,
0: bro. Unfortunately, man. The only um,
1: redempt- redemptive thing will be if they beat the Warriors. Then I'll be like, okay, well, at least they beat the Warriors.
0: True, true. Like nobody likes the Warriors, which is crazy. <laughs> hey nobody yeah man yo what's up with coffee coffee yes coffee like we're like inserting the plug now (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. give me the highlight coffee
1: no that's good that gives us time to put the music on (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) Uh, yeah. yeah, so coffee, you you got some stuff you want to talk about with coffee. I've got one thing to mention before we jump into yeah. that, just for kicks. There's this little spot that I, I stop by sometimes called Local Gourmet, and they have some uh, some different cold brew stuff on tap, and you can just go self-serve and yeah. get a nitro cold brew, or uh, they have this brown sugar vanilla latte thing on, on tap, and you can just fill up your cup, you know, go pay for it at the register. But there's one kind that they have, that I love and actually Thomas Terry of Humble Beast, him and I had coffee and he introduced me to this kind of coffee. And uh, it's called Hmm. Vietnamese iced coffee and they have it on tap. And uh, I was wondering if you've ever tried it and I'm curious if our listeners have ever had it. I have
0: never, I have never tried that man, but uh, I want to venture out and start getting into to other, you know, single origins. So that's, it sounds dope though. Yeah, Uh, so Vietnamese iced coffee,
1: it's what you think, it's coffee from Vietnam from a certain region over there and then the brew method is they brew it hot just like normal but what mm-hmm. they tend to do is brew it into a cup that has sweetened condensed milk in it in the bottom mm-hmm. and so when the hot coffee brews in there with the ice and the sweetened condensed milk it does something different just kind of like the japanese ice you know it like does something different to the chemistry i guess and the the yeah. and the coffee and gives it a unique flavor in that sweetened condensed milk so it's kind of a sweet coffee drink which you and i usually drink black coffee you know no matter the brew method it's usually no sweetener no cream but just like cafe con leche or cubanos or things like that this is like a sweetened coffee but it's really good really concentrated really strong really sweet it's pretty good
0: yeah i'm gonna try to uh research that like i I mentioned before there's a few places more than a few places that I'm finding, um, especially in Tulsa, but there's, there's one in, um, in OKC that I heard about and even saw a video about and didn't realize that they were in OKC cause they, they just look so dope. So I'm gonna try to figure out which, which, uh, shop serves some sort of, uh, either that or even the Japanese, uh, Mm um, Cobra that you talked about, um, or, or iced coffee or whatever it's, it's something i've been wanting to try like i I haven't really got into cold brew um as much as some of the people around me like i, I see a lot of cold brews especially when it's warmer um as it's getting mm-hmm. colder now i was gonna make one yesterday for my um, brother-in-law and sister-in-law with the french press just this recipe that i found uh, but it was so it was just Chilly outside, you right? Know what I'm saying, right? not right. So I didn't want to, and they were like, my sister-in-law was wrapped up in a blanket. It was like, this doesn't really make <laughs> Here's sense. Here's some iced coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went ahead and just did it some some hot coffee. Um, but I do want to try that, man. It sounds really, really dope. I'm trying to branch out and expand, mm-hmm. you know, as far as the origins. So, cool. Man. But yeah, man. Um, like you mentioned, I I had a, a I stumbled across this article in Roast Magazine, uh, which I'm probably gonna subscribe to. That magazine, I've seen it in Topeka, that magazine as well as uh, the Barista Magazine, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I have the app for. The Barista Magazine, it's a lot of really dope articles um, on not just methods or um, whether it be the machine, you know, machinery or tools. It also has some really dope. Like journalist type articles where they're really in depth, and you know they might travel somewhere or have a story about them traveling somewhere to to speak about uh, a, pati- a particular topic. And this one was uh, was geared towards African Americans in in coffee. It's titled "Strong Black Coffee," and it's something that I I noticed. and And they came from a standpoint of not like you know, why are these people holding us back, not letting us in coffee um, in totality? That wasn't what, you know, it was really about. But it's more so, you know, facts about how African-Americans or, or, or black people in America don't grab like coffee isn't their first beverage of choice. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like it's um, they did this study. Um, it's the National Coffee Association uh they have this national coffee drinking trend survey that they do and it showed that um you know i think what is it 42% of african americans in the country um traditional coffee gourmet and ready to drink coffee beverages they that's what they would would choose uh 64% of hispanic americans um choose it as their you know choice of drink or first choice of drink 59 percent of asian americans and then 53 of caucasian americans hmm. um this is in the so, u.s this is in the u.s uh, it's yeah. a national the national coffee association gotcha um and so and it's it's of the the traditional coffee uh or what they call gourmet coffee that big pie that's how the pie is uh, the percentage of people in America that group forty two percent of the people um consume the traditional coffee gourmet that's the the name of the the group they had or the hmm. selection that's what they called it um but the the article was really good in that it it talked a lot about the marketing too and I know we we kind of laughed at the end of the article. It was like <laughs> a seven page article, but there's like this talk about these percentages and you know then they they get a little bit into like the the origins of coffee and how you know we talk we talk a lot about how there's a you know the african um uh regions they have a lot of great coffee and the farmers there and they talk a lot about the you know enslavement uh and how coffee was brought over to america but then at the end of this article they market some sort of coffee machine and it's it's like the typical coffee shop that you would see in America, just like the your normal hipster situation. Right, right. <laughs> Where it's the white guy with the, you know, you know what I'm talking Flannel about. Flannel and long like
1: hair. Yeah, and it's like,
0: and it's so it's kind of like exactly what they're mentioning in the article. Like, this is this is it. This is what we're talking about. And so mm-hmm. for me, it's more about Representation because I have, you know, some friends that are baristas and in the coffee industry. And then there's some people that I follow, um, you know, whether they be baristas or whether they be in marketing for coffee or whether they be uh, roasters. Um, You're just following them online or shop owners because for me, the representation is important because I don't feel like I know I spoke to you about like my mom was just completely clueless about the benefits of coffee and just like what specialty coffee really is. Like in her mind, it's all Folgers. Like that's it. Like, it's like, you know, my instant coffee, um, she feels about the same way about instant coffee or her decaf coffee that she feels about my pour over. It's like, (laughs) It's all the same to her. And Mm -hmm. so she was asking me a question about the French press and I was trying to break it down. And she was just looking at me like, what are you talking about? So in her mind, I shouldn't even be or I shouldn't say I shouldn't be. But she's just never seen like someone that probably looks like me or or from the area that we're from that's into what I'm into that also loves coffee. You know, what I'm Mm -hmm. saying like in the Mm -hmm. way that I love coffee. You know, not just going to the store and grabbing whatever's on the shelf, but like really a nerd about it. And so I feel like there's a lot of young people coming up that they don't know that either. Uh, And they need to know that they need to know that they can be in that particular industry like that is a viable option for them. When thinking about jobs, when thinking about business ownership, when thinking about, you know, uh, just learning a trade, because that was one thing that I looked up. Probably about six months ago, uh, because I was reading, um, I was reading Booker T. Washington's like autobiography and he was talking a lot about like trades. And, and, you know, I was trying to figure out if they considered, you know, coffee, the coffee industry, being a barista or whatever, Mm -hmm. as a as a trade, which is not really something that America considers a trade. But, man, I mean, there's definitely a science to it. There's definitely like training that's involved. Um, so I think it's a, a definitely a viable option for people that look like me, you know, they leave high school or even college for that matter, and they want to get into the industry. They start off as a barista. They could wind up being a roaster. They could wind up being right. somebody that's in charge of sourcing the, the bean from the farmers or handling the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the finances and the price points and all that. Like there's there's all kinds of ways to be uh, involved in the industry and so right i just want to menis- mention that man like uh i think i'm gonna put the the link to the article like in the show notes if people want to check that out i know we talked about doing like a more in-depth uh mm-hmm. situation on it but it's it's just important for me because like i said i have friends and they're just they they work in the industry and they're like you know they don't see a whole lot of people that look like us and it's not because they won't necessarily hire us. There may be people that won't, but overall, I feel like it's just a lack of knowledge um, hmm. or just perception. Marketing plays a huge part in that. You know, they, in the right. article, they talked about how, you know, sugary drinks and soft drinks are marketed heavy, heavily towards uh, the African-American community, whereas, you know, and with celebrities, right, for that right, matter. right, right, uh, right. Whereas, you know, uh, coffee and, and some of the higher end uh, drinks are marketed towards uh, Caucasian Americans. And so it's, it's it it has marketing plays a part in it. But, you know, the more people talk about it, the more representation I feel like some of these young people see is like, oh, you know, they don't feel as weird when they go into a coffee shop because I've been mm-hmm. in some coffee spots where I'm like, yo, this vibe <laughs> is off like they do not want me in here and not even on some like not even on some racist stuff like not even on some you don't belong here boy like i've never experienced that but what i'm talking about is just the you don't know what you you're talking about you don't know what you want to order like yeah yeah you know we don't we don't serve that here like this ain't starbucks (laughs) type of mentality you know what i'm saying like i'm not a part of the club type uh situation when coffee originated in you know, Ethiopia is praise is the birthplace of coffee. Like right. It's, it's, right. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, this is, we need to know this. Like it has an African descent. And like you spoke about people over there. This is just a normal thing for them. They make mm-hmm. coffee. They grow coffee. They're part of coffee. They ask this article talked about, they asked the, the people to come over there. Like, why are there not any black people coming over here? sourcing my beans right. you know what I'm saying it's right,
1: like right I-, I wondered if some of that was uh well first of all when you're talking about athletes I immediately thought about Clay Thompson with the chocolate milk commercial for some reason I don't know why <laughs> <laughs> I mean LeBron James is probably you know it's whatever but but Klay uh, yeah. Thompson with chocolate milk anyway uh no, that's a. It's interesting. You said that it's almost like people, uh, no matter your race or ethnicity, no matter the industry or the subculture that you like, it's almost like people need permission to just like yes. it's okay for yeah. you to do this or like this. Yep. I remember um, a lot of articles, reading some articles when uh, Black Panther came out of people talking about like, and I have friends here that have, have talked to me about both coffee and the comic book thing that I'm about to bring up. Where they're yeah. like, that, you know, it's it's like weird. It's not okay to be like a black nerd. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's a weird space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I have friends who are black that are like, yeah, so you know, that's a weird thing. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I understand what they're saying. Like I see, I see it. Like I see the weirdness for them, but I mm-hmm. don't know why it's weird. Like I don't get why there's a stigma around that um, because it's like, well, you know, I say that though. I th- I wonder I, I don't know what the reason is but like well, even when you think of like your typical Star Wars fan, uh, if you think of a white person, you think of them typically as like, you know, maybe someone who who's thirty five and still lives with mom in the basement, mm-hmm. you know, kind of yeah, that has a negative. Maybe connotation they're as maybe well. they're overweight and play video games all day or whatever. Like yeah. that's what you kind of think of or what people generally you know, you know, stereotype and parody you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. so i wonder if maybe there's this the same assumption of why somebody would see you with a thunder hat on and say oh do you play basketball mm-hmm. might be the same mm-hmm. reason that they don't go oh you like star wars or you drink coffee you know what i mean right but i don't right. know what that is is that just implicit bias i guess like uh no it, it starts like a, in
0: it starts in the community bro like it, it's something that i have worn my whole life and it's something that has gotten me into trouble because of me Uh, Being involved in business that I should not be involved in and all for the sake of not being looked at as an outcast, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. um, because deep down, I was always a nerd. But you almost have to play dumb uh, to to fit in. In some in some cases, Uh, you almost have to like, you know it's a compromise essentially is all it is. I mean, you, you, and so now that I'm older, you know, I'm, I'm a proud nerd, right? Because I'm comfortable with who I am now as a, you know, Mm -hmm. 30 plus man with a wife and kids. Like nobody can (laughs) tell me I shouldn't be a nerd. So it's like, so now I, that's why I wear my Star Wars jacket around all the time. I have mm-hmm. conversations about Star Wars. I have conversations about coffee.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and what's which what's really weird, bro, is that we were nerds about basketball. We were yeah, we could break yeah. down. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. just the it's what we thought about when we thought nerd. The definition was just weird for us. It meant you know maybe it was just book smart or, or like you said the guy on the couch right. it's just all negative to where really all a nerd is just somebody that knows a lot about a particular thing and they're passionate about speaking about it like sure. uh at its core so but i think it, it just starts in the community bro like and it's unfortunate because that that is something that has held back um a lot of people i think from entering into the coffee industry like s- some of it is marketing some of it is you know, a lack of, of knowledge about the industry, but some of it is people that know about it, but they are just afraid to enter in because they may be ridiculed. It's like, you know, like Chuck Taylors, bro. Like Mm -hmm. to wear Chuck Taylors at a time, at a time period is cool because Snoop made it cool. But then there was a time period where it was like, why you got those white boy shoes on? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yo, like, (laughs) he's a chuck taylor's dog i can't wear chuck taylor's dog you know what i'm saying like but one point it was cool one point it's not cool it's like it's just a thing man and 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 you you learn to maneuver in the hood around certain things um but then as you get older it's like man dog i'm wearing chucks i'm wearing my star wars joint you know (laughs) i'm drinking coffee I'm nerding out on whatever I want to nerd out about, right? Like, you know, so that's Yeah, funny, bro. Man.
1: Well, cool, man. That's a yeah, that's a good conversation we definitely need to finish that or flesh that out more on like a coffee editorial type of a uh, episode, yeah. you know? But uh And
0: I hope that didn't come off as weird, man. I was not nah. like super nervous about discussing it even with the numbers. I I may have fudged up the numbers a little bit cuz I'm like I don't want people to think that I'm coming across as like this you know
1: reparations is due <laughs> <laughs>
0: like that's not that's not what I'm, I'm no, trying but to say I'm we just can, saying like
1: we can share that dude. link though and let people take a look at that article and then and then yeah if we do another episode you know we'll kind of take our time on it because uh, yeah, yeah there's there's things like that honestly we've talked about doing an identity type episode where maybe we share a little bit of our upbringing and and who knows what would stem from that But all that's kind of a valid, I mean, those are all valid things. Like, I even had somebody tell me, to your point about Chuck Taylors, that typically people more from the West Coast, like Vans, Chuck Taylors, all that was normal. No matter if you were black, white, Latino, whatever. But, like, I know for sure when I moved to Texas, I mean, it was like certain people wore Nikes and Adidas and Reeboks and all that kind of stuff. And then other people wore cowboy boots or wore Mm -hmm. you know other kind of shoot like vans and all that Mm -hmm. and there was not really a crossover it wasn't a culture it wasn't culturally accepted for everyone uh right and i don't know about the east coast and i'm up here now but it's kind of different but anyway now yeah it's kind of more like you kind of do what you want to do and i think some of that we have social media to thank a little for some of that kind of stuff or at least for making it visible that people are that way you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying for mm-hmm. making it visible that people are like, I don't care really what you think because I'm white, Latino, black, I can dress like whatever, you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, but so that's kind of cool. But yeah, man, it's still representation is important for sure. I think we think about this all the time in terms of ministry. Uh, representation is important, but also being honest in, in these conversations and not trying to just avoid landmines, but actually caring enough for people to bring up things that may be awkward to bring up about certain stereotypes and generalizations and things like that and just asking yeah. good questions so
0: yeah it's important bro cool man it's important man because we were all influenced by the hip-hop coach you like the yeah. segue <laughs> the hip-hop coach hip-hop hip-hop yeah so uh i don't want to start this off by asking you what you've been listening to yeah but i should i should um i want to ask what have you been experiencing or what have you noticed um whether it be about the culture um of, of hip-hop or you know it may have something resonated with you through through song or or just something that you become aware of lately i should say
2: hmm
1: sheesh i'm trying to think i stumped the substantial (laughs) billy wigginton the other night we were talking about uh kind of excellence and technology and and the immediate nature of people releasing songs you know we kind of Mm -hmm. talked about that Mm -hmm. and how uh definitely the era of hip-hop both of listening to it and creating it that you're most comfortable with you were mentioning like you really work on a project and you get a lot of good feedback from a small mm-hmm. circle and i tend to work like that too even now and you and i do that bounce ideas off and there's stuff that people will never hear because right. we shared it with each other and we're like no that's yeah yeah that we're not sharing that <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah but it's interesting what made me think about this is when i saw um an article it must have been one of the producers on travis scott's new one that said yeah. drake's verse for sicko mode he he uh, sent it over to him at 2 a.m the same day the project released and i'm just like look we all know drake's got hits we also all know i think it's proven that he's got billions of writers or whatever <laughs> you know what i'm saying helping right. him write stuff which you know everyone does at this point but i'm just like you couldn't have got your verse in like a couple days in and this might not have been him who knows where how right. it worked out i'm just saying get the verse in everybody listen to it go yeah this is dope yeah it makes sense yeah it flows nah it's garbage nah let's change it and i'm just like that's wild to me that that's the way people are operating putting it out selling all these copies videos tv performances awards and i'm just like that's wild you know what happened to like true collaboration what happened to refining something to where it's exactly what you want to put out and you know to be fair we started the 808 thing and we're wanting to continue that and flesh that out more but that was kind mm-hmm. of one of those let's share an idea mm-hmm. but not like here's my masterpiece of an album i've been hyping up for months that's got a verse that you know i heard once real quick before we dropped it like that's crazy mm-hmm. that's wild to me yeah is yeah. that wild to you or is that no, it,
0: it, a little bit but at the same time like to be fair as far as like timing and what he has going on, you know, touring wise and all that, so it may have been a situation like that, but I do see what you're saying on the flip side to where it's like I just don't wanna I don't wanna pinpoint that on him, but I think that there are other artists doing exactly what you are saying as far as like
2: right.
0: i don't I really don't care how this sounds or like it is what it is, like don't ask me to rewrite, don't ask me to change this right. like this is the verse, like there shouldn't be any question. Um, so I think I think with his case, it may be a little bit different just because of the circumstance and like, you know, it may have been a situation where it's like, because I think even the, the first part of what he did, they said was like a couple years old or something like that. So it may have been a situation where it's like, you know, now update this part and we need right, it by right, right. tomorrow. So, uh, but I know of instances where there are artists where, they just don't care. (laughs) And it's just like, and the artist on the receiving end doesn't care either. It's just like, whatever you put here is going to (laughs) stay. We're just putting out a song. Um, Or like Kanye's
1: album that still hasn't come out yet, that he promoted, and then it's not, but it never happened. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: Even with that, though, like I feel like that's the flip side. That's kind of like the Dr. Dre syndrome. I think that he has it. I just think that it's like, some of those guys are really weird and 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 him being what i feel like a person is up and down that's like the the quintessential like like one minute it's we're just going to release everything yeah and then the yeah. next minute it's like no this has to be perfect right you know what i'm mean, saying I mean? like it yeah, yeah. yeah it's like two completely different ends of the spectrum so sure. yeah but yeah, I I agree that that it's a lot of that going on though, where it's like, whatever, bro. Like, and
1: I think honestly, the part that shocked me the most was the um uh, that it was being praised. I think that's what we talked about the other night. So like lack mm-hmm. of preparation or lack yes. of yes. respect or lack of being punctual, like like you uh-huh. know it's fine. Especially if something, yeah, he may have sent in a demo of it and a lyric sheet, and everybody approved everything, and it was all cool. And then it was like, oh, I didn't get the final one finished until two eight, you know, whatever. But like, if there's this like, oh man, Drake came and laid it down one time real quick, same day, didn't even try. It's like, is that cool now? Like, that's what's cool about it? Like, I know one take Drake is kind of a thing, but I'm just like, you know, there's stuff where I've done that too. And you kind of just like the first take the best or something like that. But... The reality is like nah, refine that thing, and also don't praise people for being unprepared or not planning or not being responsible. <laughs> Which again, we don't right. know that's what happened in this scenario. We don't know that. Yes, but but, but
0: to your point, yeah. that that is the case with a lot of a lot of artists, and that's you know, I've gotten, um, I I don't even want to say lucky. It, it's it's based on the fact that I've done it so many times that there have been times where I wasn't prepared, where I wasn't. Um, you know, I didn't plan, and it came time for me to do something, and I needed it like now, and so, <laughs> but because of my um, just over the years doing recording so many times, like I could cook something up in right. fifteen minutes, and you may think that I wrote it, you know, <laughs> two weeks ago, uh, but I may have just done that on the spot, like so. You know, I've done that before from a lack of planning, but it shouldn't it shouldn't be praised yeah. uh because and not because of the individual that's doing it, because that individual has probably spent like Drake has spent years right. preparing himself to be able to do something like that. Right. Whereas somebody else that has no uh history or any, you know, hours put in, they may see that being praised and like, you know. I'm just rushing everything right? because right. that's how the greats do it. You know what I mean? Yes. So, um, yeah, if you're 16, so yeah.
1: 17, 18 years old and you got one song out on SoundCloud and you think you're going to land yeah. a big feature and just run in there and do it yeah. real quick, you better think twice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. That's, that's the danger of <laughs> yes. that is the, is the, yeah, because you know, these guys are professionals, so they should be able to pull something off right? like that. But at the same time, um if they had the time to do it a month ago uh <laughs> that's a different story but if they just if it's just a time constraint and sure. whatever but yeah man i agree well, it's, cool, man. it's running rampant out here
1: what about you what you've been uh what you've been noticing or thinking about hip-hop yeah, culture man. music whatever
0: um i think that <laughs> i think that we're at a point where things are changing like I look back i've I've been uh alive for every era of hip hop except the very very beginning meaning the the transition from disco to mm. to hip hop from the like the the mid to late seventies mm-hmm. um that transition like but early early mid eighties is when you know I was alive during the era so I've seen the change happen from era to era and you can kind of, as I got older, I felt it a little bit more cause I'm more aware of things. And so something is about to change, bro. Like I feel like, um, the sound sonically, hmm. some, someone is about to do something completely different. Like the, the era that we're in right now with what we're calling the mumble rap era. Yeah. I feel like it's coming to a close. Mm. Um, and and one of the main reasons though that I'm noticing that is because hip hop has gotten to a point and we say hip hop in this context I'm talking specifically about the music you know rap music yeah the the rappers like a lot of the icons are now 40 plus mm-hmm. and so and they're still either a putting out music or they're doing something within uh within hip hop culture that it still has them relevant like there hasn't been as mi- this many relevant 40-year-olds in hip hop ever right yes in in the culture and so now it's at a point where those guys and they're actually that because of their Relevancy because they are relevant now within the culture. These younger guys will listen to them and they have interactions with them, and so it's it's bridging a gap. Like we, the son can now vibe out with the dad, right? You know what I'm saying? Or even to in some in some cases the granddad. Like mm-hmm. it, it's and so and a lot of these guys are not just relevant, but a lot of these guys are wealthy and a lot of these guys are still touring so you know we got epmd touring we got you know eric b and rakim touring Mm -hmm. and the the fact that they are still doing that comes off of the heels of of all of that you know they're becoming not saying that they weren't relevant in a certain space like overseas but i feel like they're getting more and more relevant because of um the older guys in hip hop, but then also these films that are coming out and shows through Netflix that are talking about hip hop culture. And mm. it's been stirring mm. and brewing for like probably about three or four years now. Like they had the get down show on, on Netflix that right. really spawned a lot of, you know, people going back into history and looking at stuff. They had certain podcasts. They had, um, I don't know if you saw Roxanne Shantae's movie. um, about her upbringing no I didn't um, see it. it was really really good bro like hmm. really great acting too in that movie but she has a radio show now on Sirius XM LL Cool J has a radio show now on Sirius mm-hmm. XM um so yeah man I th- I think the fact that hip-hop is growing up and people are starting to wake up to the fact that oh I don't have to do what's trendy to be relevant right <laughs> right. like there's different lanes. Um. And so I think things are, things are about to change, man, to where some cats are about to do something different and say, you know, forget all the bouncing around. I think, I think all that stuff is, is coming to an end. Like we're at the end of, you remember the snap era, like that, (laughs) that popped, that was a lot Mm -hmm. shorter, Mm -hmm. but it still played a significant role in the culture where there were people doing, you know, versions of the same song. Um this has just lasted a little bit longer um, because some of the dominant figures actually adapted to it instead of shunning it. They right. would grab some of the, I mean, I would have never thought Jay Z would have been on the same song with future. Right. I would right, have never right, thought, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it's been pump, ex- you know, exactly. Yeah. Like it's just the, it's mixed together now to where it's like acceptable. But I think that something else is coming, bro. Like something else is coming and it's about to change. And it's that that era, I feel like is dying or it's it's almost out the door, which I'm I'm very happy that it is <laughs> applause. Are you
1: going to be a part of the new uh, whatever's coming or what? Um, I think that
0: in some, you know, in the grand scheme of things, nobody knows who I am in the grand scheme of things like in hip hop. um. You know, I have a a somewhat of a a following, but I think that I definitely want to be a part of something like that. I definitely want to um, put my voice out there. I've been, as we talked off, you know, off air, like we're on air, (laughs) FM 87.9. No, but as we talked off, off air about yesterday, about just, you know, me trying to find what I wanted to talk about and how I wanted to to proceed with the music. I know, like it's not that I know it's not that I don't know that I need to say something. I know that I need to say something. It's just me trying to communicate what I need to say or want to say. Because hmm. um, I've sent some stuff to some people, like you know, you and I throw things back and forth, but some people that have known me for a long, long time that. I respect and I kind of mentored in this thing and they're like, yo, like, OG, oh, I wanna hear something else. Like I wanna hear and then I'll send them something that something else and they're like, yo, that's that's it. And so I'm starting to figure out and and I'm not just one hundred percent going with everything somebody else says, but um I n like I know that I have a core and I have I have a certain certain following that wants to hear a certain thing and and that thing is still resonates with me it's just how I want to approach it so to answer your question I know I'm long-winded but to answer your question I definitely want to be a part of it in a big way um yeah you know and you got to be careful
1: when you answer questions like that you know what I mean I think it's only right to uh take your time and be be calculated you know and think say what you really mean by that so no i appreciate that that kind of answer man honestly
0: yeah cool i'm excited about it though bro yeah in
1: fact we uh we might have a project coming up that's a black gold related thing yeah you want to share anything about that or just keep them keep them uh yeah no no, 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 i want to man
0: no i want to man darker roast uh is coming really really soon um we Billy and I are putting that together right now. Small project, uh, that will encompass, you know, multiple genres. I guess you would say, but mm-hmm. it, it should have a, a feel like the winner is what we want it to feel like. So, um, and most of the songs, our songs are, I mean, pretty much done. So I mean, it's not like we are promising them something that we can't deliver on. It's just we want it to be right. But I am excited about like putting something out through through black Goal, i think it's important for us to do that so
1: yep cool well listen uh y'all uh tell us what you've been uh what kind of coffee you've been drinking what you've been listening to and uh what your family and friends and spiritual life has been like and all that kind of stuff comment and like and subscribe and all that stuff we want to get to know you and want you to join in this conversation with us
0: yep yeah, we really appreciate you guys follow us at Goal on instagram facebook um you know we're we're building still this is still the building stages of this thing so please follow share uh tell your friends
1: about it and uh yeah thank you guys Really appreciate you. And subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe, subscribe. Yes. Although I subscribe. feel like we've done like 30 episodes, but there's only been, it's like eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does
0: feel like a lot. But we're moving, though, man. That's what's important. We are yes. definitely moving. Yeah. All right, y'all. Peace. See ya.